Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopol. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of my University of Cincinnati Bearcats, the coldest college basketball team ever. Now, that's how the show. Do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 838 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell everybody about Strawberry Ice. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right. I'm going to get into the news of the day real quick, and then uh, we're going to bring in our special guest. It's a uh, UC broadcaster, TV broadcaster, and uh, member of the Final Four team is Terry Nelson. But let's get to the news of the day. Now, Bengals news. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the league informed teams that the salary cap floor will be at $180 million in 2021. That is up from the projected $175 million it could end up even higher. This is good news for the Bengals since they already have a ton of room. It makes it even better for them to so go sign maybe Tooney, sign Lawson, sign Willie J3, go to the playoffs next year, go to the Super Bowl. Okay, sorry, getting a little excited. All right, uh, other NFL news. The Eagles have agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Colts. Now, they did not get anywhere close to what um, the – Rams and uh, Tigers did, or Tigers, long team baseball, Lions did. But the Colts got a second round pick in 2023 and a condi conditional pick in 2022. So not a whole lot as much as they'd like to get. Uh, the Reds officially started their workouts today. To me, that makes it feel a little warmer. The baseball is right around the corner in frigid, freezing Cincinnati, Ohio, and now I'm bringing in my boy Jeremy D in frigid, freezing Alabama. What up, you're, dude? You're dead on right, man. Not too much, dude. Just excited. Looking forward to uh, Terry Nelson, man. I'm ready. Exactly. All right. Well, without further ado. <laughs> what is up? T-Nell, what's going on, brother? What's happening? I come out and get a third round pick and a conditional second round for coming on this show. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I, you need to get when you, you you were totally worked at it in your uh, your your defensive ability for the Bearcats that you know led them to the Final Four. <laughs> uh, Hugs tried, tried to trade me. It, it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Hugs tried to trade a lot of guys, I think, though, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He had to realize he had to make it work. Right, right, right. Exactly. All right, man, let's get into this. The uh, Bearcats. Man, before the pause, they were 2-7. and seven. After the pause, the COVID pause, that is, they're 4-0. and oh. That makes them 6-7 overall with a chance to get the 500 versus Houston, even though Houston's a really good team. 7-7. Seven and seven. You've been asleep for a long time there, Ice. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Oh, they're 7-7 seven now? All right, my bad. Yeah, 7-7. Seven so they're hibernation. 500. My bad. My information is is screwed. Hey, you gotta give me a break, man. I've been I had to be at work at one o'clock in the morning. I've been sleeping all day, so I, I got knocked the cobwebs out. So they are five hundred. Yeah, I know. I got you. 
So with all this great momentum going and they're taking off, it looks like the season might be turning around a little bit. And then we get the news that Zach Harvey is bailing on us. What's up with that? Well, hey, it's not just, you know, a Cincinnati thing. It's all over college basketball. People are opting out because it's such a difficult season. You got to be totally bought in and locked in to withstand the season and endure a season like this. Uh, all across right. the country, people are opting out. People are transferring. You know, two years ago, there was 500 people in the transfer portal. Oh, my. Uh, a year ago, or, or two, year, two years ago, it was 600. A year ago, it was 800. This year, it'll probably be about 1,000. Holy smokes. Uh, wow. Because there's a one-time exception that can transfer without penalty. So you're going to see a bunch of people. So the same way we lost Tari, a four-star, I'm not Tari, but uh, Zach, a four-star, is right. the same way we'll get somebody else. So everybody looks at Coach Brandon and thinks, man, they don't have any recruits coming in. Because, you know, fans like to look at the, the, the wire and the, the sports pages and say, okay, we've got this many four-stars, this many three-stars, we got a five-star. We're all star-driven. Right, right. And it's not about the stars, it's about the fit. When you get guys that are um, four stars and they're unhappy, they leave because they have options. Right. Well, there's all kind of options out there. And Brandon said he didn't want to recruit anybody and sign them that he didn't see personally. Right. He wants to actually see, see them move their feet, not just on film. He want to actually get in there and, and see them physically. So he didn't sign anybody. Now, when there's game tape, it's a little bit different. So right. there's going to be some guys transferring from universities that have been coached on the D1 level. So they kind of know what to expect. And then once they transfer, they're pretty much locked in now. Right. So he's not talking about grad transfers. He's talking about like right. David DeJulius, somebody who right, just right. transfers from the school. Right. So once they transfer, they're pretty much locked in, and they have the ability to buy in. So he knows the pieces that he wants. He wants to shoot threes. And he wants breakdown mm -hmm. artists, guys that can get to the hole. Right. Let's be a bunch of those out there in the market. And we lost a good one in Zach, and I wish him the best. But I care for people that stay around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zach was having a Zach was having a good year. I mean, I understand. I guess he wanted to start or whatever, but you need the 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 the, the power coming off the bench to score. And I thought he was it was a great fit for him. You know, him coming off the bench and. Give us that, you know, uh, the Vinnie Johnson, the microwave, you know, heat up real quick and, and instant offense. And, and, and I I get it, sort of. You want to you start, you want to be the star, yada, yada, yada. But, dude, he was he was playing good. And it, it's a big loss for the Bearcats, I think, especially going to the game uh, versus uh, Houston because I can't stand Houston. I mean, Terry, you mean talk about this. I can't stand <laughs> Kelvin Sampson. I, I just I, – I don't like I don't like his coaching style. I don't like him as a – I won't say as a person because I don't know him as a person, but just what he's done at different programs he's been at. But anyway, get back. This is, I think, going to be a tough game with Zach Harvey for the Bearcats to to compete with them. Now that we don't have him, I'm not saying we can't win because you know, like, hey, I I I went at it with Georgia fans for the the Peach Bowl back and forth, saying we had a shot to win, and they didn't say we did, and you know, I was right. We had a shot to win, so you always have a shot to win when you play the game. That's why you play. But it's just going to be. More challenging, I think, to to try to step up and uh, so everybody's got to step their games up this this weekend. 
yeah, you're already going in there as an underdog and you lose one of your best weapons off the bench. Um, it's going to be tough, but, you know, they won these, they won the last game, you know, with, with Zach only playing 10 minutes and Tari only right. playing 10 minutes. Right. right. The thing with Houston, Houston is physical at the guard position. The mm-hmm. guards look like running backs. Yeah. <laughs> Kel- Kelvin Sampson built his entire program to beat UC. He first mm-hmm. came there, those guys were skinny. They yep. were one of the worst teams in the conference. Well, I had a dude, they had a dude with the man bun, whatever his name was. Remember him? Those oh, skinny yeah, outs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is his name? I forget his name. I, he, but, yeah. He's the one that screwed up in the uh, the American tournament game. I can't, oh, it was against us. I can't remember what he did. But it's, anyway, so I'll get off topic. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Don't worry. It's your professional ADD. I get it. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. But. They, they hit the weights. They they pro- they wanted to become the toughest team in America. So if you go back and look at their YouTube page, back to you know mixed last year, they they put a whole summer campaign to say, um, you know Houston Cougars toughest team in America. They wanted to lift weights. They wanted to get their guys bigger and stronger. They all stayed in the summertime instead of going home. So they really committed to taking the, the jump. And that program took a leap after that. If you notice, they yep. started out. Um, they won like they, their first 13 games were played at home and they do this, you know, on purpose and they end up beating everybody at home. And then they were like 13 and one or, or 12 and one or something of that nature. They broke into the top 25 and the program took off from there, but right. they have like eight guards, guard forwards, and then about three or four goons that they put in <laughs> yeah. big guys. Yeah. All they mm-hmm. do is foul. They got five yep. fouls. Mm-hmm. And they and they try to beat you up and and hit you and push you and grab you and tug you and try to frustrate you. They're very good at it too. <laughs> They're very good at, it. but that's where uh, I'm very impressed here with with uh, DeJulius The last since he came back from the the pause, his he's all of a sudden found his stroke, and he to me looks like he's becoming the the point guard that we envisioned him being. The point guard we saw at Michigan, you know, n- knocking threes down, distributing the ball. To me, they're still turning the ball over a little bit too much, but it's it's getting there. Yeah, the Julius is he's a, he was a two guard, and he right. was a breakdown artist, and he can score. You know, in the Detroit area, he likes to get to the bucket. You know, he had forty point games, and you know he was that I can actually get his shot off against the best of defenses because he got a hard crossover dribble where it looks like he's almost doing the splits. You know, he sticks that right leg out there, makes you go one way, then he pulls dribble back, and you're falling, and then he crosses back over, gets a little advantage of you, and shoots that floater. Well, he's trying to get everybody. They got so many talented scores, he's got to feed everybody. So he's trying to get, you know, Davenport shots. He's got to keep going, and he's got to get, you know, Volt some some touches, and he's got to get guys going. And then he's been doing a better job of picking and choosing his spots. I mean, he can obviously come down and shoot whenever he wants. The coach wants him to be aggressive. Right. Coach says he doesn't right. want he doesn't want crossing guards. He wants, and I say he, he probably wants some more Axel Foley, some Beverly Hills cops. You know, he wants some guys <laughs> that are kind of kind of loose and aggressive and and not afraid to take chances. What ones that gonna put stick a banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. We might be deep. bananas. Yeah, we might we might be dating some people here. To, we sometimes we have some younger viewers who are like, "What's he talking about?" Like, go watch Bill Hill's Cop, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. movies. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just I, I, there a lot of people are saying this on different Facebook groups, like Bearcat Ruckus and Bearcat Country Nation. 
you know, they're all worried about Brandon and his coaching style. And they keep saying, you know, players are leaving and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, do you guys remember how many people quit and left hugs? I mean, Hicks, he, he quit for a little while and came back. So, I mean, it, it happens. And like I said, it's even easier right now for, for guys to transfer. If you don't like it, you can transfer in the, in the transfer portal. You, back when you played, you couldn't transfer that easy. No, it wasn't a free agency, so to speak. I mean, now it's, it's basically free agency. Right. They had guys that left. They left all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it's just when you get during this time, if somebody leaves, they want to blame it on the coach. Now, the coach has won three championships in a row. And, you know, you, you talk about you know, four out of five championships, he, he's won. So everybody wants to blame a coach who's got a proven history of his team getting better and better and better. Remember last year how bad they looked? When, they, yeah. when he started. Oh, yeah. And Jaron, and Jaron had, you know, a hurt toe and was out of shape. Yep. Because it wasn't a Cronin-style offense where everything was coming through him. and right. shoot as much as he wants. And it was so much movement. He didn't have to move without the ball unless he had the ball. You know, and so all of a sudden, the coach had to sit him down along with his pops and say, hey, you know, this is our program. I got stuff I want to put in for you. You're our best player. We want to run things through you. But you got to move the ball. We're going to cut. But we can't have any of this behind the scenes backstabbing. This right. is what this is how it's gonna be. You're gonna be here. If not, you can go somewhere else and I'll help you get there. And right. When Jaron started to buy in, he put Jaron at the point guard and the game took off. He made yep. everybody better around him because Jaron is a gamer. Right. And he's a breakdown artist and he can get to the hole and he can shoot. And the bigger the game, the bigger he played. And so you're starting to get to out where you know, these last four games they bought in, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they totally bought in and they become lights out defensively scrapping the ball goes in the post. They, they yep. take down, they get loose balls and deflection. Those things turn into transition baskets when they get rebounds, the guards, because they go four guards. So when they get rebounds, the guards are pushing it and they're not waiting to give a point guard. They're just taking off and giving it to them in stride. And guys are spotting up, shooting threes, getting offensive rebounds. So it's an exciting style when people buy into the style of play. Right. Well, it kind of, I mean, as far as the, the four guards go, that kind of reminds me of your final four team. I mean, you guys, people forget, everybody wants to talk about Nick Van Exel, Corey Blunt, and all these other guys, but you had T-Rat, Anthony Buford. I mean, all these guys, you had four guards rotation in there too, and they distributed the ball a, a ton. I mean, you guys weren't an outside shooting team like, like this version of the Bearcats are, but that to me, teams that go far in the tournament they're usually guard oriented. They have two or three, they have one really good guard and then two or three other ones to come off the bench and distribute the ball. And that keeps the, the everybody involved in the game. And that's one thing I do like about Brandon's offense and it's motion. It's moving. It's quick hitting, you know? And the thing that I like since you brought it up when they came back from the pause is that the defense is, is getting better. Cause Terry, I watched the game and I'd watch so many guys drive right down the middle before the pause and nobody touch them. I'm like, and dude, and I'm old school Bearcat basketball. I want Terry Nelson in there taking a charge, knocking somebody's block off. You know, you're not driving down the middle of the lane against the Bearcats. And I saw it so many times before the pause. I still see it a little bit too much now, but it's getting better. So it's all, which is funny because they were off for a month. They couldn't practice. They couldn't really do much of anything except Zoom stuff. I mean, you can speak on this more than more than I can, but they got better 
without without playing. I almost felt like they needed that pause to, you know, take a break, take a breath, figure out what we're doing, and move forward. Yeah, lots of meetings, a lot of one-on-one, one-on-one individual instruction, training, teaching defense. You know, managers in the starting lineup in practice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're just trying to fill spots, get healthy. And you know what? When coach does something, when the team wins, it's always the players. When the team loses, it's always the coach. Right. And he he, he accepted that as a head coach, you know, all his life. Right. He's building the program. Everybody always looks at the product that they see now and gets pissed. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> if they start playing better, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. I, yeah, I like right. him. And start right. going back into the history. Right. Well, the thing is, everybody, everybody looks back. Oh, sorry, guys, Terry. Brandon embraces, embraces. He's got a great coaching staff. They know what they're doing. They're high people. They're very intelligent. Most of them were, you know, academic in the upper echelon of the conference, academic All-American uh, in, in school. So when they look at data, when they do film sessions, these are not just, you know, jocks that pay, that are now assistant coaches. These were jocks that were academic at the field or had right. coaching experience. So when they're putting game together, they're knowing based on the system how to attack defensively, how to move them offensively, and, and, and attack them to the point where whatever that other team does, they begin to start chipping away at it and for bits of the game. Because in a system, you're going to play a team going to come out and get a, you know, a double-digit lead on you. Right, but if you stick with the system and continue to do what you're supposed defensively, offensively, and in transition, eventually, giving backs in that system, uh, and and, they, and they, what they're trying to do, they start seeing that ten point deficit go down to seven five to mm-hmm. tie it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole season they have been down double digits in nearly every game. Right, and they have come back mm-hmm. in most of those games. They have the, the thing is they haven't gotten blown. Sorry. I would say they haven't got blown out in, in, in most games. They've been in the games, even the ones they lost. They've been in them. I mean, it's I mean, it's not for lack of effort or anything like that. So I do give the guys credit credit for that big time. But I, I want to get to this. Uh, you told me this story before, but uh, Crip wants to, wants you to tell the story. He cracked me up about this one. It was the story said. Uh, what did What did you tell Chris Weber when you said he's not ducking on you in the uh, Final Four? Oh yeah, when he walked up to me. Yeah, because you know, I was in the. During the, the, the press conference midday, there was over 400 uh, media from all over the country. And right. so it was me, Corey, Eric, Herb, uh, Anthony Buford, Nick Van Axel. So we're representing somebody up on this panel. And everybody's looking at me and Anthony Buford. Herb <laughs> didn't really want to talk. Corey was like, man, you know, Nick was pointing at me like, let, let T-Nail answer this. So up there. <laughs> You're you're the mouthpiece so, for him. <laughs> yeah, so they're asking all these questions because no, I can, I'll just I, I'll I'll speak fluently one, and right. then secondly, I'm gonna say what it may not be right, right. But I'm gonna say what's on my mind. <laughs> Good, bad, or so, difference. <laughs> this one guy was like, "Hey, you know, you're only six foot six. You know, that's if you wear you know big heels. Chris Weber is six nine. He's two forty five. You're listed at two fifteen. He dunks everything. How are you gonna stop him?" I said, you know, I was, I was cracking jokes. Remember, I was a comedian. Yep, yep. So I pulled the thing out, and I said, look, if he ever dreams about dunking on me, he better apologize. So <laughs> everybody's laughing in there, and they're writing it down, you know, because they, right. they wouldn't type or nothing. They was writing it down back then. Right. 
And then so it's hitting the paper. So we're we're in pregame, and I'm shooting free throws, one up. And he comes over right next to me, and he's dribbling the basketball. He's not looking at me. He's just dribbling. So you the one think that you're going to stop me from dunking, huh? I said, yeah, that's me. He said, fool, this y'all last game. I said, no, this your last game. He said, I got a fat NBA contract with me after this game. I said, not if you blow your knee out. <laughs> and then so Jawan Howard comes over and grabs him like, come on, man, they're dirty. And so B.J. Ward uh, comes behind me, and he goes, yeah, punk, we watch. You come up, too. We're going we gonna to knock you out, too. And so they grab yeah, him. Baby. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot of trash. <laughs> First play of the game, they score. We come down and shoot. Chris Webber, and he's dribbling. He's going, it's on. Let's go. And I'm like behind him. I'm like, he didn't watch the scouting report. We made him miss. So I stripped the ball, and Herb's in front of me. Corey's in front of me. They're both like waving their hands. I'm like, man, get out the way. You ain't passed me the ball all year long. This is my moment. <laughs> and I go up and the ball, and I start pointing to the Michigan section. They pointed back, different things. <laughs> All I know is I got the dunk in, and he got five dunks in the game. <laughs> I told you he went dunk. None was on me, but he got five dunks in the game. Yeah, but you get your one in. That's good. You got right. your one in. That's good. Oh, man. You told me that, that story the other day when I was helping you uh, get the stuff out of the, uh, out of the uh, storage unit and stuff. That was cracking me up. So, speaking of that, how, how is your, your mom and everybody doing right now? With, with uh, since you, I know you've made multiple trips down to Atlanta back yeah. and forth. How, how are they doing right now? Yeah. First of all, thank you for helping me unload a lot of that stuff. Uh, coming straight from work, 9 o'clock in the morning at the storage facility, loading up 26-footers and driving all the way down. Uh, to They're healing, man. It's it's a miraculous recovery that my sister, she's still working on a back brace, but she's walking and, and, you know, doing stuff that she would normally do on the level. My mom is now uh, able to get out of her wheelchair or her walker walk around your room, do some things around the house, got to sit back down and rest. You know, she broke her, her her femur in three spots, broke her ankle, dislocated her shoulder. She had burn marks on her hands. Yeah. But they're in just my niece who broke her back uh, and, and numbness in her leg, couldn't feel her leg. She's actually up on a treadmill walking every day in therapy. She gets That's out awesome. on the 25th of, next, of this month. Next week, she gets out on the 25th. So at some point, I'll be making another trip. I don't know if I'm going to have to miss a game, but I got to go down there and get her house set up. I got stuff in storage. I got to take everything out of storage, put it in the house, get her set up, and then turn around and come right back. So this will be my fourth trip that I've taken in the last month. Yeah, you, you know that you know that drive down to Atlanta by heart. <laughs> You've done it so much. So yeah, I think it's just awesome how many different people have, have from Cincinnati have just stepped up and, and donated uh, stuff to your family just just to help you out. I mean, to me, that's especially in in this this COVID era. What's going on? You know, we're not you know supposed to be around each other, but people are still kind hearted and good people are trying to help help each other out. And I think we need to hear more of that in the in the world instead of all you know the negativity that we hear too much. And I, I just think it's awesome how many. I mean, the stuff you got to to donate to your family was unbelievable. I mean, it was. I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to move that desk. That thing was heavy as crap. <laughs> I tell my kids this, a good name is to be desired more than riches. Yep. Because there is some time when a need, when they say better a friend close than a, than a relative near, uh, than, a, than a relative far away, is that when you're in trouble and 
you have done a lot for people and you nobody notices you what you're doing is you're making a deposit into the city yep and you have you built you, whether i do school assemblies whether i'm signing autographs whether i'm going to luncheons whether i'm helping a kid uh you know mentoring it you know a lot of things that i don't brag about i don't post all over social media but I do it, and when people call me and ask me, hey, can you talk to my son? He's getting in trouble. Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, let me go pick him up. Let's take him to lunch and let me talk to him and straighten him out. Let him come hang with me, do different stuff. We got into a pickle with, you know, my mom. I posted. I said, hey, I need help. And before you know it, hundreds of people through money, donations. I mean, we, my mom's house is laid out. I mean, with couches, mm-hmm. televisions, brand new ovens. Uh, they, people bought gift cards, furniture. Uh, I mean, you name it. And my mom is a clean freak. You know, she's a freak. Uh, they used to call it Southern Belle. She's an old-fashioned lady who believes that in order to get a man, your house got to be clean. So she can go to bed with dishes in the sink. Um, can eat off the floor. She she sweeps and mops the floor every day. We were, and she had six children. Wow. So every week wow. she would put every Sunday she would put a list on the refrigerator of every person in the house. And then every week you had to take a certain chore. Somebody had to wash the dishes. Somebody had to mop and sweep the floor. Somebody had to wash the walls. Somebody had to take out the trash. Somebody had to dust and polish the furniture. Somebody had to vacuum. So it was like every week you had to know how to take care of a house. So she told my, my sisters, when you get married, you got to take care of your husband. And Terry, when you go out to college, or my brother and the oldest, when he went to service, you got to learn to be neat in order to get a woman. Like everything right. was relationship driven, right? So she taught right. us a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the saying goes, you know, knives sharpening knives. You know that that's that's what you, we're all here on this earth together to to help each other. I mean, if 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 you're a person that's never going to help anybody, you're never going to receive anything back. You know what I'm saying? Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over will make unto you. So people Amen. will always say, I don't. Or I can't do it, or you don't need it. They'll never get to it because it's not about if you look at somebody and say they look like. Okay. If you got a prompting in your heart to jump for somebody, mm-hmm. and you do it, and that person looks at you and starts well, you know, tear their eyes, say, "Oh my God, you know, I didn't have gas money to go someplace. They just gave me twenty dollars out of nowhere. This is gonna help me put some gas in my tank, or I didn't have food tonight. Like you just never know when." when when you look at somebody and you see a need, when you're standing in the grocery line and somebody's sitting over there and they're counting change, pay for what they do, and you say, no, I got it, I got it. Yep. Oh, thank yep. you so much. They take it, and the person in line, that person you affected, the person at the cash register is looking at you like, I just mm-hmm. saw a good deed. Uh, I saw a yep. good act. You yep. did it. That's a recognition. But now that yep. you did that, you have positioned yourself somebody else to bless you. Exactly. That's exactly right. And and so just to lighten things up for just a second here, I got to ask you, does Terry Nelson have a room in his mama's house that he can't step foot in with his shoes on? Or is there a couch in the house that Terry Nelson can't sit on? Any, any of that going on? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming a lot of homes. I'm welcoming a lot of homes. So it's because, I bring, I don't bring drama wherever I go, uh, and I know that I can add value in any situation. That's awesome. 
Exactly. Awesome, dude. Dude, yeah, you, 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 ought to be, you ought to be preaching, man, uh, to me. I, I think you have you one of those big mega churches. Um, I'd come, that's for sure. But you know what? It's funny because I was, I was dating Go ahead. in 2008. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. In New Life Temple in Mexico. Uh, yes. I, so, my, my, what I do when I speak is it's not the churches, it's in school assemblies. It's in, you know, business meetings and luncheons, it's real estate. So everything I do to the marketplace um, where I'm helping people, it's not necessarily behind the pulpit. I just don't think you need any more of those or more of those. You need more people in every day. Yes, yes, exactly. You need, you need more, more of every day, more, more, I would say more real people, but, you know, sometimes people see people up on stage or whatever and they put them at a higher level than they actually are. You need more people down to earth people, you know. Leading and, by example. Yeah. And like I said, you you helped help out a guy named named Jeff who calls himself a dumb name calls himself Strawberry Ice with his podcast and jumping on here all the time. So I appreciate that all the time. I can, can I ask Jeff you one question? What's that, Terry? I have to teach Jeff how to drive when he talks because Jeff just goes right into what he wants to talk about. I say, <laughs> Jeff, do you know it's nine o'clock in the morning? Can you can you say good morning? Can you address <laughs> me before you ask me? <laughs> I, I, I was fucking, I was talking to my wife. I was having a conversation with her. I'm like, yeah, maybe I can get Terry on. And then I just continued the conversation with you on the phone. You just weren't a part of the first part of it. <laughs> All right. I get that. You know what, Terry? I got, you know, I got, I, I got a whole, I got about 15 pages of questions written down here, which isn't going to happen. I understand that. But, um, right. you know what, just in with, with, with I, you were part of a great team, Final Four team. What is an everyday for for the guys watching now? What is an everyday for Terry Nelson? I mean, what what do you enjoy doing, man? On your pastime, you like to golf. You go home and watch certain TV shows. I mean, what, what is what do you normally do when you finally have a day off where you're not talking Cincinnati Bearcat sports or Cincinnati sports at that? I'm a real estate agent for DXP, so I'm a local realtor. So I'm always looking up properties. I'm out visiting um, homes and looking at certain things, trying to get people to list our inventory. Um, I like to sit around and watch NBA games. I love the NBA, so I'm, I'm constantly flipping to find the best NBA game. I'm also listening to commentators, how they articulate and deliver their message. Um, I'm a wine connoisseur. So nightly, I may have a glass of wine while I'm sitting there either doing real estate, reading a book. Um, I'm not really out much. I don't go out. You'll catch me at Home Depot. You'll catch me at Kroger, Target. Like I'm going to stores, but I hardly ever buy anything. I just walk around in these stores and shop and look for stuff. You know, but I, I, I hardly buy anything, but I just like being amongst people. But you won't catch me at clubs and bars and all that unless I'm bar watching a game. Right. Exactly. Cool. And, man. It's, it's, and it's not like you don't stand out or nothing. You're you're what you sit what six five. Six six. I was helping you move that stuff, and you guys had clothes hung up on the uh, the cage above, and I'm usually I'm usually always the tallest guy, and I'm going up and going, hey. I'm too short. <laughs> the just like, whoop, there you go. I'm like, man, that doesn't happen very often. I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get made to, to feel short very often, but around, around you, I, I do. <laughs> good. If Jerry. you, if you're the tallest guy, you must hang around hobbits. 
Ah! Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm six foot, so we could you could stand on one end, Terry. He could be in the middle, and I'll be at the other. You know, we we can do it that way. Uh, yeah. But you know what, dude? That's tall, it, it, that's, that's tall in China. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm a little bit jealous of Jeff because he's gotten to know you pretty well, and I, you know what? It's you seem like the type of person that could clearly make somebody's life better. If, if that makes sense. Um, you just seem true, true to heart. My mom was a gospel singer. My grandpa's a preacher. And, uh, you know, I just, I, man, I, I'm just, you guys can talk all the basketball you want from here on out, but just listening to some of your stories and, and some of the things it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to even be a part of, of this right, right now. And you all watching should be too. Trust me. <laughs> well, you know, I appreciate it. Well, I'm at a point now, I'm 50 in August. So I've lived a heck of a life. I come from, you know, I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. When I was like, my mom moved to Long Beach, California. So I've been out there ever since I got recruited by University of Cincinnati. But I had brothers that were in and out of jail in youth prisons and in and, and jail. And I always wanted to take a different route. They were my brothers. They had a different father. I always took a different route. I was always in sports. I was always in the coach's house. I was getting leadership. So I was raised on rewardment. You know, in sports, you do good, you get rewarded. You get on the line, you got to run gassers, you got to run suicides. It was always a rewardment. And I always restricted who I hung around. So my group, it was only the people that were on my team. They hang around people that I didn't associate with, like nothing came to the play until I got to University of Cincinnati, even at University of Cincinnati. But I figured I'm at a point now where if I can take all the experiences and the connections and all the things I've accumulated in my life to help someone else, it's well worth it because when I look back, it was so many people that helped me along the way. And certain people only in your life for a season. That season could be you seeing them at the ball. Uh, that season could be a week, a month, a couple years, but people aren't meant to be like forever. They're only right. in there to right. give you something. So it's like a touch point. They give you something, a blessing. Uh, whatever. So I want to be one of those people. I don't know if I'm going to be in someone's life for a moment, years, decades, or whatever. So when somebody asks me if I can help do something, considering how much time is it going to take, who am I going to cut out if I need to do this, how can I do it, and what kind of skill set do I have to make sure that I make what that person is asking for special. Right. Because if somebody is asking me to go on a talk show, a podcast, be on sports of all sorts, be on Fox Sports, whatever it is, I know I have a skill set that's transferable because I can speak and I can think and I can read. And I can write quickly. I'm very quick with it. So when we do sports of all, now nah, let me see. Nah, we do Fox Sports Bear Cider. Yeah. We get there and we have a production meeting 30 minutes before we get on the air. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to this. You got to give me this. You got to give me three keys. You got to, I'm like, all right, great. So I'm sitting over and I'm writing stuff down. And I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. This would be good. Like this. I'm look, reading stuff. I'm researching. And before it comes quick with it, I have to look at my, it's locked in. Once you write something down, it's locked into your brain. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. 
that's awesome, man. Dude. Yeah. It, 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 it's really amazing. Really, you know, everybody always uses um, this, but, they, you know, they say, you know, let your light shine. You know, let your light shine. It might touch one person. It might touch 100 people. But the way you put it was just, it, it got, it really got to me, to be honest with you, because just if you're in a grocery store, somebody needs some change, like you were saying, or, or somebody uh, needs an extra buck or two to pay for their groceries. You're not just touching that person, but there's a whole line of people down there that you're touching as well. And you don't even realize it, but that's what makes the world. That's, that's what makes us all the people that we are or who we strive to be. And that that's awesome to me. Everybody's got a part to play. Yep. We all got a part to play. And the problem is everybody is so focused on their own issues. And right. nobody wants to understand the basic universal law of mankind is do unto others and it will be done unto you. Exactly. So if you want something done, do that very same thing. If you're on a smaller scale, just do it. If you yep. need money, give money. If you need yep. a favor, yep. do a favor for somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody that pay you back. Do something for somebody that has no ability to pay you back. And you, and and you don't do those don't things. Do and you don't do those things expect, expecting something in return. You just do it. Right. Yeah, just do it. Yep. That's and right. and yep. what's right. going to happen is we always look for the return, the reciprocity to come from the person that we did the favor for. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it operates. Because while right. you're looking right. this way, it's coming from all different directions. Exactly. So you may exactly. help somebody out. Um, and I'll give you an example. And I won't use the person's name. But one of the things that I like to do is when I find young couples or I find somebody who's kind of struggling is go grocery shop. I love grocery shopping. I'll fill up a car, a trunk full of groceries, and bring it to that person. Hey, come over. I got something for you. Oh, what you got? Pop the trunk open. Whole trunk full of groceries. What? <laughs> all this this is yours get out of here yeah and so yeah fill their growth and they will then you you've made a friend you want to push over and some right. of these people right. are people that absolutely get on my nerves <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they get on my nerves but when you when you feel something on the inside of you saying do it don't pass up the opportunity to do good because right. somebody else right. does it and you feel bad and you say man something told me Everybody has those something told me moments. Yeah. Yep. Something told you know what the something was. Like if it's pressing on you to do something for somebody, just mm-hmm. do it. Exactly. Yep. All right. I want to uh, give. Right, you, I got a couple questions here in the chat. Questions. I want to try to bring up here. Try to bring up here. Uh, Chris uh, is asking, "How is it like? How is it like working with Dan Horde? Dan is the best. He is a point guard. So." Three years ago, the University of Cincinnati decided they were cutting back some funds, so they made Dan and I become roommates. <laughs> we, we had our own room before on the road. Right. We had to become roommates. Right. And it ticked us both off. <laughs> but the one thing I learned from Dan and became a blessing in disguise was how he cares. I mean, he is a machine. He's yeah. so methodical yeah. stuff over here, this stack, this stack. He's trying to find some fun facts. He's looking up, researching this, trying to find a little nugget for him. There. And I'm, I used to sit over and I used to have all my work done on the bus or and lay on the bed and watch Netflix. 
And I'm sitting over there watching him. I'm like, well, damn, I got to turn Netflix off. Hold on, let me, let me, let me oh, yeah. try to get something oh, yeah. else in. Let me flip. Uh, he ain't going to outwork me. Right, right. Half the time right, right. that Dan gets on the air, be play-by-play play guy. Yeah. And the, the radio, play-by-play play guy is a star. And on mm-hmm. TV, the color guy is a star. Right. Because you don't have to describe the game. You can watch it while the guy's talking. Yep. So we yep. saw him prepare. It just made me want to become better. So but when we, we got so much chemistry is that I don't try to be the best announcer of all time. I don't try to be guys at whatever their strength is. I try to use humor, try to give insight, and I try to speak with conviction and let the chips fall where they may. And Dan likes it because I know when he's pointing at something on the on the paper, when he's looking at me, he's trying to talk. So I'll wrap up my talk and let him say something, and he'll yeah. I'll say something that will trigger something in him. And he'll pull out those nuggets that he's been working on and say, not only that, and then he'll give it another fact. Right. He likes when I right. throw him into the game and ask him questions throughout the game. So right. I love working right. with Dan. That's yeah, awesome. and, and the chemistry yeah, and you guys have created, guys here created here is awesome because awesome you know, Chuck Mayshock and him Chuck were and him the radio guys for radio years. And and for you to slide for you to slide him a takeover for Chuck for the last couple years. It's been fun and listening to you guys together and just how quickly you and um Dan got 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 still there, Terry? I'm here. Okay, your camera went out. There you go. But the, the chemistry was again. I'm sorry. Chemistry, yeah, it's chemistry between yeah, you and Dan. Between I think of uh, uh, escalated, escalated quickly. Escalated because uh, him, him and Chuck have been we're on there for years together. Yeah, yeah, and Chuck was my position coach when I played. You know, he was the forward coach, and then and after the '92 season, they said you can't have four assistant coaches. He became right. a radio guy. Yep. And yep. and I just I love working with Dan and, and Chuck. And I tried to beat Chuck. Chuck I was got awesome. there. Chuck was awesome. And I said I can't beat Chuck. So I'm just gonna be me. Let the chips fall where they may. I'm gonna prepare. I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna create stories. I'm gonna ask questions. And Dan and I um I'm going to ask, and Dan and I just sort of just developed this amazing chemistry. Yeah. And, yeah. and one thing you don't want to do what Chuck does, you don't want to do what Chuck does. Don't be I love Chuck, man. That, oh, Chuck was so, awesome. Chuck was awesome. Uh, Dennis uh, says, uh, Dennis uh, says uh, next uh, time I, I have somebody on here, I should try to get Martin on here. Martin on here. <laughs> That's a little easier said than Martin. That's a little easier said than Martin. What did he say? He's, he thinks I should get Kenyon Martin on here. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody wants him on the podcast. He'd be great on your podcast. Exactly. I, dude, I, one of these times, I really if we can hook it up. I, really, I want to do a, uh, do a, uh, a Final Four, um, Final Four um, reunion show. Reunion show. With a couple of guys. That would be awesome. That would be. I'm going to have to let you go because I'm going to have a ton of rebrand. I have a hard time talking, hard time talking with my voice coming back to my, to my ears. But I appreciate you, Terry. I appreciate you. Always appreciate you. I'm glad Always things are going to go with your mom. And, you know, and, stay, stay you in know, touch. Stay, you know, still need help. There you call me. I got you. There you call me. I got you. Brother, I appreciate both of you guys. 
for you guys bringing light to the Bearcats and uh, being a light for the communities. I know all these groups really appreciate your information and, and, and your relentlessness to try to find the next Bearcat to get in front of your camera and all those mics. So keep doing what you're doing. And anytime you need my all right, brother. Appreciate All you, right, T. Appreciate you, T. Man, thanks, Terry. It's awesome, awesome to meet you, brother. Yeah, you and the next time I get on, me and you just gonna have a conversation. <laughs> I'm yeah, ready we're, anytime, we're ready. man. I'll, I'll answer the other four pages of your question. All right, <laughs> good. I'm gonna hold you to it. All right, bro. All right, Terry. Thanks, brother. How cool does that get? Yeah, that was cool. I, dude, I love Terry. Terry, that's my dude, man. Just Terry's a good guy. A guy. Well, you know what? I, I was going to say good guy, and then I got to thinking, you know, that's just a, a term too usually or too too easily thrown around. I mean, you can tell this guy is a good guy. You know what I mean? Just some of the just some of the little things he said. You know, with my background growing up in church and that kind of thing. We're not. We won't get into that, but just. I, you know, it, you can just tell, man, you got a good buddy with Terry Nelson, Jeff. And when I said I was jealous, I meant it because the dude can just light up a room. You can tell, you can tell he can, you know, he's able to do that anywhere he goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's got a good heart, man. He, yeah. He, I, I don't know. I told you guys the story of how I, I met him. We were, it was a year ago last, I think January before code and everything hit. <clears throat> they always do the Tom or Tom, the, uh, the Brandon show, Coach Brand show at uh, Montgomery in here. And so I uh, drug my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter with me to go to go because I'm a huge Bearcat fan, so I wanted to go. So Terry's there walking around. Uh, he's walking around, you know, talking to everybody because Terry walking in the room, he'll talk to anybody. That's one of the reasons me and him get along. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk to anybody about it, whatever. So yep. he came up, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, what's up, man? Jeff, oh, my daughter, yeah. and I started talking to him. And I said, and I just threw it out there. I said, hey, I said, you should come on my podcast sometime. All right. No, I think I said, you should check out my podcast sometime. He's like, you got a podcast? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, what's the name of it? My God. <laughs> and I was kind of, uh, well, it's, uh, it's called Sports Strawberry Ice. He goes, I got to check that out. Where, where did you come up with that name? <laughs> so I told the whole story when I used to be on The Wiz. That's a radio stage here back in yeah. the night. Well, it's still around, but it's on a different frequency. Anyway, so. So he's like, yeah, well, if you really want to boost your podcast up, you should have me on there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, absolutely. So we ch- shared numbers. And I'm like, I just met him that night. And, you know, like, oh, two weeks later, he came on the show. And me and him been friends ever since. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. And let me tell you something. He knows that somebody that helps you move, that, that that's that's a true friend. You know, somebody help you uh, fill up a U-Haul. When it's uh, well, it's been what a couple months. Might have been not as been as cold. Oh, it was, as it was still cold. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's friends, and, and that's what he was talking about. You know, just 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 being a good person in daily life, and and sharing that, spreading that out into the world is just uh, that's that's something special. And I've never really looked at it that way, to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. um, and and it's so true. Really, it was really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, Eric, to answer your question, yeah, Terry did say what's up with Harvey. Harvey is, yeah, uh, it, it's more of he wants to be a starter, he's not happy with his playing time, yada yada yada. It's very easy to get into the transfer portal and transfer right now, so he's just not happy with the, the situation that he was having here at Cincinnati. 
So you go back, uh, you watch the beginning of the show, and that's what uh, Terry was talking about why why Zach left. So it is what it is, and like like he, like like Terry said, he said everybody thinks they should, you know, they're going to go that p- plays college basketball thinks they're going to go to the NBA, so they think they should be the star and you know stuff like that. So that's why uh, Zach Ta- Zach Zach Taylor, I, I knew I was going to do that. Zach Harvey, yeah, has uh, left the Bearcats. Dallas, what's going on, brother? What up, buddy? All right, so I want to get into – we always roll into Bengal talk anyway, but I want to bring it up because this, I think, is I, – I said it at the top of the show. I think this is very good news for the Bengals. I'll read the story again. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the league has informed teams that the salary cap floor will be at $180 million in 2021. That is up from the projected $175 million that could – and it could end up going even higher. So the video chat is in the uh, uh, in the uh, chat now, so you guys can come on in the video chat if you want to. But that is huge for the Bengals because they're already below the cap. And if they go and they talk about <laughs> releasing the guys that we were talking about releasing Bobby Hart and 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 Finney and uh, Gino and um, Giovanni Bernard, that's already where the cap was. That's going to give us almost fifty million dollars on top of they increased it. It's 180. Dude, we're going to have plenty of money to sign Lawson, Willie J3, to sign uh, Shaq Barrett, or, you know, to, to fix our team. You know, it's it, it's there. Yeah. And even on down in the report, he talks about with the money that we have, if in, in the cap being that high, we could just let go of the normal candidate that's that's all everybody just talking, which is Geno Atkins. And like you said, get Thune, get WJ three back, get Lawson back and still, still have money. Like you were saying to get whatever else we, you know, may want another offensive lineman, another defensive rusher, depending on what we want to do in the draft. But we're literally going to have, enough money to buy a, a buy a damn team yeah it's it's just exciting exciting news i think for for bearcat fans what's up tc what's hey, up sir. how you guys doing good man uh, dallas uh wants wants to get some uh bu- a buckeyes basketball talk here so uh jeremy d that's your that's that's your uh that's your Bro, uh forte there you need to jump on and we'll we'll talk about it man we got uh penn state hey, coming up we got the team up north on sunday we can talk what up, TC? What's up? Kind of agree with them. Buckeyes rock. Your your hair looks immaculate today, TC. I, I know I, 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 my I hair. I look like Jimmy Neutron, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought of that, but it does. Guys. Yeah, it does. It does. I know it's embarrassing. Uh, what are you still in quarantine or what's going on? No, well, yeah, my hair. My hair is still in quarantine. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so what's up, TC? What do you got? Um, so what, so what's that like the, what's that mean? Cause you explain the cap thing. Cause I'm not that well with that. If you know what I mean, Jeremy D you are the more of the math man than I am. I'll, I'll let you take that one. Okay. Well, as of right now, we're say 34 million under the cap. We let go. Uh, I, I believe it was estimated. We let go of Finney, Gino, one other guy. I can't remember his name. And then Giovanni Bernard, if we decided to 
let them guys go. That's counting Geo. Then we would be about sixty-two million under the cap. The cap is at one hundred and eighty million. So you take that money and you you kind of it's it's like extra money that you can use rather than going over the cap like a lot of teams are the Steelers and uh, who are you, like, you cussed again the Dang Steelers it, my Thank bad you. um because they can't do diddly squat other than draft i mean they, they literally couldn't sign uh, you know they couldn't sign a guy off the street. They couldn't shine. Yeah, they couldn't sign LaShawn Sims. You know what I mean? Well, Squ- like Squealer's got a bigger, bigger thing. They got to figure out if, what they're gonna do a quarterback, even if, if Big Ben's coming back or what. Big Ben that- is bad. In my, in my, I'm, I'm not talking about him because he doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve. He don't deserve to say his name. He. But that's, that's, that's the thing the Steelers got or Squealer's got to figure out is what they're gonna do with if he's coming back or not before they figure out anything else. I think. Yeah, and look what happened when when he was out. I mean, they brought in Rudolph or whatever, or, or and they had Duck. I'm sorry about that. Duck, yeah, and just horrible. And that's what they're going to they had be. some guy Duck Hodges or whatever. Yep, Duck. Yeah, and yeah. Duck in. And and that's what I think. Mike Brown. People say he's crazy and an idiot, but he just might be an evil genius. Because here we are, you know, getting close to 2025. We're going to be anywhere from 34 to 50, 50 at least million under the cap. And on top of that, we've got a whole draft coming in and we nailed the last draft. So those are those are four year guys guaranteed with a fifth year option. So ever is the time to really just if if you know if he knows Burrow's going to be healthy we could probably even get Trent Williams get Thune sign WJ3 sign Lawson and really the hardest part of any of that would be going do we sign Lawson and Barrett or do we get rid of Lawson get more money and get Barrett and maybe um, Kawan Short for one year. Uh, you know, th- them are good problems to have for Cincinnati right now. Very, yeah. very good problems to have. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm. I, well, I think that's why I want to go and get my my bet my bet in here before they start making some of these moves, and the odds uh, get worse for me. They but that's where. Get, I, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. That the Bengals don't get more talk as to as to, but I think it's all because potential because they haven't done it yet. But the flexibility that they have and what they can do, especially now that that the floor is at 180. I know it gives me it gives me more. I mean, they're gonna especially like I said, they release these guys, dude. They're gonna have so much money. It's it's, but they gotta be smart about it. By the way, when you're done, I will let you finish. My bad, I didn't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. What's up? Okay, um, so we obviously need uh, – we don't just need one position on the offensive line, obviously, right? Right. Right. Well, and if we, we, I hopefully do, but if you're in free agency, what, what – which which position do you go? For the offensive line? Yeah. I'm going – I'm going two. I'm going, I'm going tackle and guard. I'm, I, yeah. The two I, I want, want 
I want Thune and I, as guard, and I want I want uh, Trent Williams as tackle. That's the two I, I want. Trent. Yep. Or or uh, Morton, I believe. You know, he's. I, I think I think I heard Morton's getting franchised. So oh I think yeah, might, yeah. I think he might be getting franchised. So that that might be out. Um, I, I I do believe there are a few left tackles, um, I, or right tackles, um, out there. Though. Well, Good, buddy. What? Anything beats Bobby Hart. Exactly. And that's my thing. We let him go. We keep him as a backup. There's a lot of different things that, you know, it, like we were saying yesterday, it's, it's it, we don't have a lot of holes. So luckily with about five, six players, you add the draft, um, which let's say we hit on a few of those. We get 10 good players from free agency and draft. Um, then our, our hardest decision really is going to be what do we do with Bobby Hart? What do we do with Fred Johnson? Uh, you know, these guys played solid down the gear. I don't like them. I, you know, if anybody, I can't stand them two dudes. Yeah, but do I think they could come in and play a couple series if a guy, you know, nicks his, you know, sprains his ankle and it needs taped up or, or maybe he's out for a game. Well, I don't know. Is how, well, how dare, how dare you guys talk about that that bad about Bobby Hart? I mean, this man is unbelievable. Only, I mean, just, just just watch. Got made got. There's how bad it is. I mean, I don't know what you guys talk about. I mean, that, that was a great play. I mean, he I know, I know. He, he backed up, got out of the way, and, and gave the the guy a straight shot to, to the quarterbacks. I mean, dude, I did his job. If he wasn't setting, if he in his mind thought that we were going to throw a little screen pass, that's it's the only bad. thing. I can think of is him letting that guy go by him thinking that we're throwing us, but there's no running back back there. There's no, yeah, and, he, and he wasn't moving forward to, to, no, to block the screen. Yeah. <laughs> he just, whoop. well, I mean, I have a question. Another question. If y'all don't mind. Yeah. Good. Is Mike, my, I, 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 I watched, you know, I obviously had to see that terrible injury of Burrow or whatever. I don't even want to talk right. about, but wasn't it, um, Mike, was it Michael Jordan that, Really, like he like felt on him or something. He got pushed yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, he's like I think we gotta. We, he I don't want him starting. Is what I'm trying to say. We gotta. Uh, I, I don't think he started much after that. That's why uh, Spain and Serfio. Oh, were thank God that happened. But wait, 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 wait. We mean Spain. Quentin Spain. Quentin Spain. Yeah, we got from the Bills. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe wait, wait. wait. He started after that. Well, uh, pretty much after Burrow got hurt, Jordan. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Field again. okay. I'm just yeah. saying, never mind. Yeah. And Spain didn't grade out real well, but football wise, you know, he, he didn't look horrible. You know, I would keep him as a backup too. The, the, them are the little things that are going to matter because we're going to get the players that we need. We're either going to get the offensive line fixed completely in free agency, or we're going to get some of it fixed and we're going to take Sewell or Slater. Right. Um, but what do you do with these backup guys, with these tweeners like Spain came on during the year? See a Philo or see a whatever. See you later. But, you know, he came on 
at the end of the year as well. He was hurt mm -hmm. most of the year. Um, so what do you do with those guys? Do you let them all go and, and bring in all new backups that don't know the system at all? Or do you, no, keep, you got to keep guys that know the system as backups. I think you kind of got to, to. But, you know? but not, but not, you can't pay Bobby Hart what he's getting paid right now as a backup. That's just too much. But I, I got a question for you guys that was posted on the, the sports strawberry ice page. Today. I think it's kind of a no brainer, but got a lot of, a lot of comments on it. Let's say the uh, Bengals sign Tooney. Or excuse me, Thuni. I gotta say his name right. It's Thuni, not Tooney. They signed Thuni, and that's the only offensive lineman they signed. And you're picking the Bengals stay at five, and Jamar Chase is sitting there, or Stool's sitting there. Um, I know who I'm taking. I do too. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just interrupted. I had no idea what you just said. Who, who are you guys taking? Uh, what he asked was uh, TC, if we get Thuni in the offseason. And come draft, we're sitting at five. We didn't get the tackle. We got Thuney. He's a guard. And Sewell's sitting there, and Jamar Chase is sitting there. Who are you taking? Oh, I got to take Jamar. You know, re reunite that connection. If he didn't have it with AJ, he would have it with Jamar. Nope. I'm taking Thuney, dude. Yeah, if, if, I, I, you got to take Thuney. You got to fix that offensive line. Yeah. You got to be opinion, but to me, you got to take If you don't get a, a first tackle. Like, like what? you can always draft them, right? That's why. That's how I feel. Well, you know, well, no, Sewell. See, if 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 we don't, if we only get, I mean, Thune, I would take Slater over Sewell anyway. That's just how I feel. Well, I mean that that could be something, but rather, if we only get Thuni a guard, and our tackle position is still out there with Bobby Hart as a starter. Okay, when the draft comes around, I don't care if Chase Young's there or Jerry Rice is there. I'm taking a freaking tackle. Period. I'm taking school. That's oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I respect it. Yeah, because if you don't fix that offensive line, it doesn't matter what toys you have. No. Uh, Tommy's got, got some uh, interesting. I, I love Tommy's. Uh, he always has some good info on here. Yeah, uh, he's an interesting fact on Spain. Started all night, all uh, every game in 2019 with the Bills. Played every snap. Allowed two sacks and committed two false starts. Then he goes correction. Well, I have a question. He, hold on a second, Tommy. Correction. He allowed. Zero, Zero sacks. So that's where I'm, I mean, I'm a big Spain. I, I mean, I'm fine with Spain. I think Spain is proven that he could be a starting guard for, for the Bengals. And I'm cool with Thuni on one side, Spain on the other, and Serphilia make him a, a, a backup. But if it's well, coming well, down to, to Jamar Chase or Th or uh, Sewell and you didn't get a left tackle, you're ta they're taking Sewell. I guarantee you that. Me. Yeah, got to. Or if it's even Slater, Sewell, and Chase, you've got to. T if, if you know the scouting guys want, uh, you know Slater more than Sewell than Slater. I mean, I, yeah, I love Chase, but the fact of the matter is, if we do not handle free agency um, with the with our offensive line in free agency, we have we're going to have to take a tackle in the first because there's a big gap from the first. To the second round, we'll, yeah. we'll, there's, we'll, there's two tackles. tackles. There's two yeah. tackles that everyone wants. It's either uh, Sewell or Slater. And, and, and people, and they, and, good. Well, I was just going to say, and people go, well, wait a second. You know, there's 150 teams in college football in the division. Da, da, da. It doesn't matter. It, it, talent is talent. So yep. these are the two best. This is what you're going to get. Or you're going to take Chase and take a chance with some guy 
in the second round that probably wouldn't get taken until the third round if it wasn't for you reaching yeah. for a tackle that you shouldn't be reaching for anyways. And, and I'm still good on Jonah Williams. I, I still think Jonah is is a solid tackle. I, I, oh, yeah. You know, if they get Sewell, you put Sewell at left, you put uh, Jonah at right. And, and have Thune at guard, dude, I, I think our offensive line is fixed. And then second round, you can get that pass rusher or you can go get another wide receiver to try to replace AJ. Or You know, there, there are so many options. As Zach would say, all options are on the table. There's so many options that they could do. And uh, TC's gone. But there's so many options that the, the Bengals can do. It's exciting to me. I mean, this is yeah. one of the – It is. From what they did last year in the offseason, that got me hyped up for this year and what they can do uh, this year and what the possibilities are. It, yeah. it's, it's just it's – just, I'm excited. I cannot wait to find out what they're going to do. The only thing that kills me is watching that last game and the defense. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking we've got to get another run stuffer and we've got to get another pass rusher. But at yes. the same time, we also I like we've always said we got to take care of the offensive line too. So that's not a big ask when you have say let's say we'll have 50 million in open cap space and then we have the draft. If we can't take care of those two spots because if we take care of Burrow and he's throwing you know bombs downfield, we're we're up 14 nothing, 21 nothing in these games. They're not going to be able to do all the stuff that they did to our defense last year to us. Then we can actually play zone coverage and just let the clock run down. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that that'll change things in itself, just making our offense better. Exactly. All right, man. Well, I think I'm gonna roll on out of here because uh it's 6 30 and I I've had a long day. I got to be at work at one o'clock in the morning tomorrow to uh, check these packages out to the nation. So I want to roll through the uh, Facebook groups here and we'll roll on out of here. But I uh, like to always, as always, thank Who Day Nation and Ohio State Bucknuts for letting me live stream. I think we're on Bearcat Country today. Is that correct? You know what, Jeff? I was trying to get with you before the show. I'm in Facebook jail. So Bearcat. <laughs> country i am very sorry but we'll get you next time <laughs> nothing i could do i was yeah, literally I forgot about that <laughs> I, I did too and I, I can't do it. it's hard i can't because of just a <sighs> behind the scenes thing on the show here once the show starts then we can start sharing it to the groups and it's really hard for me to do it yeah so uh either you share it or mrs ice shares it so right. anyway uh, but Actually, I know I could have got a hold of Mrs. Ice. I probably should have done that. I didn't even think of it. To be honest. Oh, speaking of that, the the video of our trip to the Super Bowl. Hopefully, it's pretty much done. Should be coming out uh, either Friday or or it'll be uh, up on the channel over the weekend. But very very soon that will be up. So keep you guys your eyes out for that video. But get back to the groups here. Got Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ice Bar. The Ice Bar is just a page it's a virtual bar it's our show page that we uh do silly memes silly tiktoks a lot of stuff but check out like i said who day nation ohio state buck ducks those are the two main ones that let us live stream tommy and, and josh have been on the show a couple times this week i appreciate everything those guys have done done for me to help me out and um follow me on all the other social media platforms i'm on is all under sports with strawberry ice 
I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you like, subscribe, share to the channel. We're uh, uh, be putting the show on the podcast here later on tonight. Five star review, like, rate, review. YouTubers are at 838 subscribers. So make sure you uh, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. I'm trying to get to a thousand as fast as we can. And tomorrow's show, it's going to be Friday. So as long as we don't forget to do this, we're going to do Zeke of the Week. And so I'm trying to give you guys a heads up. So hopefully you guys can think of whoever your Zeke of the Week is. Zeke of the Week, you know, somebody's done something stupid or irritating or just, just funny, you know, in sports. Uh, so you guys can post that up on the chat and we can discuss that. Other than that, Jeremy D, you help us roll on out of here. I sure will, and I'm guessing you guys already know what my Zeke of the Week's going to be, which you'll find out tomorrow. But uh, I'm waiting with bated breath. Yeah, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure most of you can figure it out. Uh, probably one of the reasons why we weren't on Bearcat Country tonight. <laughs> but um, I will get with Mike, and I'm sure he will allow us to put it up there and leave it up there for a little while so y'all can, uh, anybody's apart can rewatch, or y'all send your friends to watch too. But other than that, dude, I think I am good. So, as always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Go Ohio sports. Bearcats kick some butt. Buckeyes take down the team up north. Yeah. Any other Ohio team, let's do this thing this weekend. Exactly. So, Bearcat fans, be patient. John Brandon is going to work this thing out. We're in a COVID season. A lot of stuff's happening. I might be, I might make a bold prediction tomorrow about the game on, on Sunday. What the? What the? I have to wait and see. But other than that, go Bearcats, go Reds, go Buckeyes, go Bengals, who day? And that's just sports, baby. See ya!